everybody and welcome to the third in our series of COVID-19 special episodes. Today we're getting practical financial advice for integrators. My name is Jeff Hayward. Welcome to the Integrated Home. My guest today is Luke Desmond from Crisp Accountancy. Welcome to the show, Luke. Do you want to say a few words about you and your business? Hi, Jeff. Yeah, thanks. So as you said, my name is Luke. I'm CEO and founder of Crisp Accountancy. Um, we provide full outsourced finance functions for businesses who are growing and ambitious, and we we help them to increase their profits, master their finances, and ultimately make better informed business decisions. Um, we're CDM members and, and we specialise in uh, smart home integrators and AV businesses. Excellent. Now, um, we're going to talk today about some of the financial advice that integrators need. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the furlough system, which many businesses, I'm sure, who are listening are already accessing. Um, can you just clear up for me how the timings work when you're furloughing employees? Yeah, so um, like you said, most people are aware of it. So you, you can reclaim 80% of of a salary of a furloughed worker, so someone who's not doing any work at all, up to £2,500 per month. So the practicalities are the bit that people perhaps aren't aware of how it works. So what happens is whenever you would normally run payroll, so end of the month typically, you'll still run payroll, you'll still deduct tax and national insurance for those employees and pension contributions, just like you would do if they were working for you regularly um, and pay that money out to them. And then separately, uh, at or around about the same time, you would then submit an application to HMRC to reclaim the grant money that you're entitled to. So that system is a new system that's just being built at the moment. Um, I think it's due to go live on the uh, the 20th of April. Um, so we'll wait and see how that copes with the overload because obviously there's a backlog to process for March and soon to be for April. So um, my advice would be to check that out as soon as you can do. Uh, get online, fill in the application online, and then they should send you the money through as a grant through to your business bank. And then moving forward, their advice is at the point where you run payroll, you know what the details are in terms of the numbers for the staff, you can then run payroll and then straight away make a claim through the uh, HMRC online portal and receive the grant money back into your business bank account. And from what I understand, the furloughing system affects employees within a specific time period at this moment. Is that right? So there's a lot of confusion around at the moment around um, the start date of employees. So the scheme could be backdated to the 1st of March. And the initial advice was that they had to employees had to be uh, on the payroll and working with you and employed um, at some point uh, before the 20th. 28th of February. So if they were employed in March, they were going to miss out. Um, what the government have done over the last couple of days is they've extended that date up to the 19th of March, which was the day before they announced the scheme. And what they've said is anyone who is an employee and on the payroll before that date can now be furloughed. Um, but it's actually really misleading. What they mean is you had to have made a payroll submission by the 19th. So if you take a typical monthly payroll cycle for someone that started in March, so if they started the 1st of March, for example, you typically wouldn't run and submit payroll until the end of the month or perhaps the 25th of March. So unless you had run payroll and submitted it um, with a new employee on before the 19th of March, then they're not going to be eligible. So this change really only impacts um, perhaps weekly or bi-weekly workers who have been employed since the 1st of March. Most of those that, that have come on in March and taken on a new job um, and are monthly paid, they're not going to be able to be furloughed. 
The other big question is, and I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are umming and ahhing, and some, in fact, have, some people I know have actually done this. Um, as a director, you can furlough yourself, can't you? Yes, so technically you can. There was a lot of um, uh, there was guidance that had to be clarified from from the government because it was very very unclear. So what they've said is technically you can uh, be furloughed as a director. Um, there's a few things to be aware of though. So firstly, you're only going to get eighty percent of your salary that runs through payroll, not any of your dividends. So the vast majority of div- uh, directors will receive their income through largely through dividends so they're not covered anyway so even if you can furlough yourself the amount that you can claim is generally going to be quite small um and then you have to meet the same conditions that an employee would do i.e doing no work for the business so obviously that's a much trickier condition to match for the directors themselves so what the government have done in terms of clarification is said okay there's two different roles that you perform as a director there's your statutory duties to the company and then there's the duties that you would perform like an employee so statutory duties are things like your company's house obligations, things like keeping your accounts filed, etc. And what they've said is that you can still perform those duties whilst you are furloughed, but you can't do any work whilst you're furloughed. So particularly any work for clients or any marketing. So um, we had this conversation just earlier today, actually, where someone was asking about social media activity. If you're posting on social media about your business or from your business accounts, that that is marketing. So in my eyes, you can't even do that while you're furloughed. So for any directors, it's a tough decision, I appreciate. But really, the only chance you're going to get to furlough yourself is if you really sort of almost shut down the business completely and reopen it. Um, if you're keeping it ticking over and, and trying to let people, clients know you're still there and talking to potentially new clients, then you're not going to be able to furlough yourself. Right. Okay. Understood. Now, the next uh, sort of area of debate is around these one-off cash grants of £10,000 that are available to small businesses. Can you just clear up who is eligible, how you access it, and how these are actually working in practice? Yeah, so the um, the grants are based around your business rates. So you have to have a property where you're responsible for the business rates. And if the rate or value of that property is below 15,000 and you fall into the small business rate relief scheme that was in operation, then you will be entitled to a £10,000 grant, which is great for businesses that meet that criteria. Um, it's the local authorities, so the local councils would be the ones that administering and paying this. And actually, they had funds over from national government on the 1st of April. So the vast majority of local councils have already identified and paid out uh, those businesses that qualify. But there's an important important gap here that could be, um, um, could be missed by business owners. And that is, if you qualify for small business rate relief, for some businesses, it meant that you wouldn't even have to make a rateable uh, payment. So if you haven't made a rate payment, the council don't know your bank details. They can't send you the money. So for those businesses, you need to actually apply for it. Every council is slightly different, but um, most it involves going on and logging on and, and sort of applying for it. Because what they're doing at the moment is they're writing to the business premises saying, here you go, we think you qualify, um, get in touch if you do. But the problem is, is no one's at their business premises anymore. So picking up post is kind of getting missed. So um, just because you haven't made a rate payment because you think you're too small, it doesn't mean that you, you won't qualify for this. You should absolutely get in touch with your local council, go on their website and reach out to them and let them make the decision, ask them the question whether you apply or not. Um, I really don't want people to miss out on this just because they're not picking up their post. What if you fall outside of that small business rate level? 
So unless you are in leisure, hospitality or retail, unfortunately, there's no support. If your business is classed for rates purposes as one of those businesses, um, then then instead of £10,000, you would actually be entitled to a grant of up to £25,000, providing the rateable value of your property doesn't exceed £51,000. So um, if there's any integrators that have... um, uh, a shop front or a retail element to their business premises. It's all about how the rates people will be classifying that. If it's classified as retail, then they might well be entitled to 25K instead of 10K um, and also potentially um, 12 months worth of a business rate holiday as well. And because this is a grant, you don't have to pay it back, but you will get taxed on it. Yeah, so grants, so the, the rates grants we're talking about now and also the furloughing, the job retention scheme, that's a grant as well. So these grants are taxable income. So you don't incur any VAT on them, but essentially if you're a limited company, they're going to go into your P&L and you're going to pay corporation tax on the grant money that comes in, but they're not refundable. So you don't have to owe this money back to the government at any point in time other than obviously the tax element on the money you receive. Got it. Okay. Next up then. What breaks are there to be had on income tax and VAT payments? I think the deferrals are on offer. Do you want to clear up any confusion there might be around those? Yeah, so um, any of you, any of the VAT registered businesses, uh, any VAT payment that was due from when they made the announcement, so mid-March up to the 30th of June, you can defer that payment. So you don't need to make an application. You don't need to tell them you're deferring it. You can just simply not make the payment. If you have a direct debit set up with HMRC for your VAT, you must cancel it if you want to defer the payment because otherwise they're still going to automatically uh, collect. So um, yeah, you can not make the payment. It is a deferral, so it means it will still be due and you've got up until um, the end of the financial year, so March, end of March uh, 21, to make up that money and get that paid back. So yes, it's a great short-term cash boost, but I want to make sure the businesses understand that they do have to pay that back and start building into their cash flow forecast a plan to make sure that's repaid. That's really, really important. Um, as for self-assessment, anyone, any directors that are paying self-assessment through their personal tax returns, they most will have a payment on account to make uh, in July. That payment's deferred automatically again. So no need to make that payment. It will just be uh, accounted for and collected when next year's tax is due, which is 31st of January next year. Right. Okay. What about then the loans that are available? There's, again, been quite a lot of uh, confusion around around the government's business interruption loan scheme. Um, would you recommend that your clients apply for these loans? Um, it's definitely something you should consider, yes. Um, they made some much-needed changes uh, a week or so ago. So we, we're waiting to see how they actually benefit uh, businesses in, in, in the real terms. Um, but they were much welcome. So the scheme was a bit of a mess, frankly, before. Um, and there's still a massive backlog. But uh, I'll just recap sort of what the scheme is and how it can operate. So um, you can receive loans through the scheme of £25,000 upwards, Uh, The first 12 months is interest-free. After that, they will incur interest. Every lender's different, but we're typically seeing somewhere around 3 to 5% uh, interest after the 12 months. Um, Some lenders are even offering 12-month repayment holiday, so nothing to repay and no interest for the first 12 months. So that's quite attractive. Um, And it's not just normal term loans as well. There's other types of finances that you can look to, to claim through the scheme. 
Um, one of the important changes they made, though, was around personal guarantees. So we were seeing some quite horrible demands from lenders for personal guarantees on this money. And obviously, that's the last thing you want to do as a business owner right now is is put a personal guarantee on money when, when there's so much uncertainty around. So for any uh, loans below £250,000, they've removed the option of having a personal guarantee. So no personal guarantees there. If anyone is going to look for any loans above that, um, you'd only pay or only personally guarantee 20% of the balance above 250000 So, um, So they're fairly attractive if you can get one now. There's a massive backlog. Um, there's 40 different lenders or so in, in the scheme. Uh, and at the moment, the regular high street banks are typically prioritizing their own clients. So normally your first point of call will be to go to your own bank, first of all. There's nothing to stop you applying for others, but you might just be further down the list in terms of applications. Um, and I find the criteria is quite um, it's quite an unknown for a lot of businesses. So when you go on the website and check it out, they, the, the criteria they list is, is very simple and very basic. And actually they have, there's a lot, there's a lot of stricter criteria behind the scenes. So Effectively, what they're looking for is a business that's been trading over a year that was profitable up to December, has now taken a hit because of coronavirus and still has scope to recover. So it's that that important element that they need to show some ability to recover from this. Um, they're not going to issue loans to businesses where you can't prove that you can get your way out of this situation. Um and, in, and essentially, they're also looking to make sure that you've demonstrated that you've taken up all the other supports available first. And this isn't your first port of call. This is your last sort of option, so to speak. So they'll be looking to make sure you've claimed rate grants, you've furloughed staff, um, you've cut costs where you can. All of those sorts of things you'll need to be able to demonstrate on the loan application for them to even consider you. And how do they calculate how much you actually get so every lender's different. You're going to need to, um, in most cases, you're going to need to suggest how much you want. They might come back and say no. You need to, you need to lower the your request. Um, but the guidelines that we've seen are the higher of twenty five percent of your revenue for the year, so your annual sales, or two times your annual wage bill. Um, so that's the kind of guideline that you can use to figure out how much you can get. Um, in our advice, if you're going to claim this and look at this, is always better to based on a worst case scenario in terms of what you need. We're not sure yet. Um, I don't think there's a mechanism to allow you to reapply for another one or to request more money. Um, so this might be your one and only chance to do this. So if you do need the money, don't sell yourself short. Um, some of the lenders are, uh, are offering um, uh, no charges on early repayments. So it could be a case of if you've got too much, when the interest starts kicking, you can then clear off the rest of the loan perhaps. Okay, and when should you apply if that's the case? Straight away. <laughs> so there's um, there's a huge waiting list at the moment. Um, if you think you're going to need this or could benefit from this, don't wait until you need the cash because it's going to be too late. Um, they're taking quite a while to process applications. It's very slow off the line. So um, my strong advice would be consider this, think about if you need it now, and if you do, then go and apply for it straight away. Um, if you get knocked back from one lender, there's no, um, there's nothing stopping you from applying to a different lender. So there is that option there. But I would hate for businesses to wait to the point where they run out of cash, then apply for this and then have to wait weeks to get a response. And one other area of uh, confusion I've heard is, is how they're going to assess the income into your business. Uh, what's trading income versus investment income? Do you want to just explain that a little bit? Yeah, so one of the other criteria that we've seen is that 
um, when they're looking at your revenue, that 50% of your revenue at least needs to be trading revenue and not revenue from income. So if, you're, if your company is an investment company, for example, and it, and it holds a lot of investments and it gets a lot of the revenue coming in from those investments versus the regular trade that your business carries out, then you're probably not going to qualify either. So that's only for uh, investment vehicles or businesses that have a large investment portfolio within them. So the vast majority that are just... Um, just getting money from the trade they carry out or the service they provide, they're going to be okay. Fine. Okay. Anything else that uh, integrators can do to maximise their chance of business success and survive in this current crisis? Yeah. So I think we're still in this stage where um, it's sort of survival mode for businesses at the moment. So for anyone that hasn't already, you need to be uh, at the very the very basics. You need to be doing are analysing your overhead costs. Um, minimizing them as much as possible, doing the same for you as an individual so you understand um, that you can perhaps potentially take less money out of the business and building a weekly cash flow forecast so you understand what you need to be spending out over the next, say, three months as a bare minimum um, and and really understand what money you can be coming in, what you're going to have going out and make sure you get through this stage. The advice will change and, and soon it will be to be focusing on how you can make the best of this opportunity and focus on um, pivoting or redesigning your business going forward. But if you haven't done the basics first to protect yourself, then then you're going to potentially come into trouble. So um, cash flow forecast is absolutely key. And actually, we talked about the loans. One thing we didn't mention was um, the information that you need to supply in order to actually uh, for them to make a decision whether they're going to loan you the money. And one of the most important things on that is the cash flow forecast. So they want at least a 12-month cash flow forecast showing where you were before, um, where you're taking the hit for coronavirus and showing some sort of recovery. So minimum weekly three-month cash flow forecast is my advice to get through this really tough time. But for the loan purposes, you need at least 12 months. And presumably any communications you can have with suppliers to defer payments uh, again, yeah, advice we're taking exactly reviewing all your contracts, your terms and conditions, um, any suppliers that you're dealing with. Um, if you really are struggling, um, I don't want people to hold on to misconceptions about what they think suppliers and other people will be willing to do to help them. At the end of the day, if businesses are truly struggling, suppliers do not want you to go under owing them money. So they will, in most situations, if they've got any sense, they will do what they can to help you as well. So asking for extended payment terms if, if you're really struggling and um, communication is the key to this. My The last thing I want people to do is bury their head in the sand and to hide away from all of this. It's not going to get any better. If you're struggling, you need to reach out to people you owe money to and talk to them and try and come to some sort of arrangement. Okay. And then um, what else do you think integrators can do with their free time at this, uh, <laughs> at this moment of lockdown? So I've seen lots already doing great stuff. So I think it's... Um, um, first of all, looking after yourself is really, really important, actually. Um, we talk a lot about, uh, as a business owner, your your loyalties are split and your energy is split between, um, obviously, your personal life, your family. But in terms of the business, looking after yourself, looking after the employees, looking after the clients, looking after the, the bigger sort of overview of the business. Um, and, but first and foremost, you need to look after yourself. Look after yourself, make sure you're physically well, mentally well, um, and then you can start to focus on other people. And in terms of the business, um, really start to look at what you've been doing and start to ask yourself some questions. So those questions are, 
um, what will the world we go out into look like? Because it won't look like the one we left behind. I can promise you that. Um, what services are you providing? Do they match up to what people want in this new world? Um, are they profitable? So just because people want them and you've always sold them, you might be selling services and products, etc., that don't make you a lot of money. So really understanding what your finances are at in terms of margins and profits now, and then deciding an, almost a new business plan to, to go back out into the world with. That's really good advice, actually. I mean, the, the number of times that, that uh, it's easy to put the business plan to the bottom of the in-tray and think, I'll do something else. Now's the time to focus on it. Isn't Absolutely. It? Yeah. You, you've never had a better time, frankly. So um, you see this time as an opportunity to do things like that and revisit everything you're doing. It can be really easy when you're mega busy, you've got clients making demands, etc., to just carry on going in the same fashion you've always done. Or this is a time to break and really reconsider what you've been doing and what you want to do going forward. Any motivational words to keep people positive? <laughs> I think, um, I think I don't know about words in particular, but I think um, there's a JFK quote that I love, and it talks about the Chinese translation of the word crisis, and it talks about the danger and the opportunity. So yes, this is definitely a tough time for everybody, but like I've just been saying, it, the way to treat this is to see this as an opportunity. Um, I'm Unfortunately, there will be less businesses around when we go back out into the world. But for those of you that do survive and, and can make a strong um, sort of start to, uh, to to life outside of lockdown, we'll be miles ahead of every other business. So use this time wisely, revisit everything that you're doing and you can do, and be ready to put your foot to the floor the second you can. Wise words indeed. Thanks so much, Luke. Thanks. Thanks, Luke, for giving up your time today and sharing that very valuable information with our audience. If you want to find out more about anything Luke has said, then do check out the links available with this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at IntHomePod, on Facebook and Instagram at IntegratedHomePod, and on LinkedIn at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is a Wildwood production.